there's very there's a lot of similarities between what we do as GCs and builders and most other businesses. We are not Robinson Crusoe. So, you know, I think I just need you to start thinking about, okay, have have a think about as it relates to your delivery system, your product and your brand. What do you need to do better? And if you don't know and you're not happy with your revenue target, then that's that's probably where you need a third party to come in and go, hey, what about this? How old are you going to be before you start to experience life like you want it? I want to tell you right now, whether you like it or not, there is a better way to do business. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Business for Builders podcast. My name's Max. I'm the CEO here at uh, Smith & Sons Canada. Um, and uh, welcome to you if you're joining us for the first time. I appreciate you dropping by. Um, for all those that are long-term listeners, uh, big love to you guys and girls. I appreciate you hanging in there uh, with me. Um, as usual, like and subscribe, all that kind of beautiful housekeeping. Don't forget to uh, shoot across to uh, the Business for Builders VIP uh, Facebook group. And um, yeah, if you're good sort, answer the questions, I'll let you in. And that's a really great, uh, great place for uh, a bit of camaraderie, community and uh, collaboration. So um, if you want to get me on email, max at elitebusinessadvisory.com. Great place to start if you want to just chat about uh, the possibilities of, uh, yeah, just do a deep dive and some strategy just to let me know where you're up to with your biz and we can see what we do going forward uh, in that regard. But uh, as usual, uh, want to give off some steak and potatoes. As you can tell, um, yeah, I've been uh, a little bit crook. Now, the Aussies and Kiwis will get that. But uh, Alina, I've been a little bit below the weather. I was laid up in bed there for a good half a day. So um, I'm trying to battle through. Done a few uh, meetings uh, yesterday and today. Um, and I sound pretty ordinary. So I apologize. Hopefully it's not terribly unpleasant for you guys and gals to be listening to. Um, look, I'm going to make uh, make it pretty short and sweet uh, because of the situation. But um, look, I trust everyone got something out of that uh, the last episode um, where I talked a little bit how about how to unbroke your business. Uh, that meant a lot to me because I really got the opportunity to, to really teach, I guess, uh, or transfer a concept that would hopefully help you know a lot of people understand at least you know what they need to do to give themselves a really fighting chance of survival uh, financially. And, um, and so, uh, look, I'd love to hear from anybody who's, you know, a week or two down the track or maybe over Christmas time has been able to, um, you know, do some, a bit of a deep dive around that subject matter and, um, and let me know that it's starting to make, you know, bring some clarity, some direction. Um, I know that when you put a plan together that uh, it really does, uh, it, it takes the worry away because once you have an action plan, all of a sudden, it frees up your mental space and, uh, you know, it, it really makes uh, operating a business so much more pleasant. So no head in the sand, folk. Let's grab, uh, let's grab some, some grown-up pants, pull them up and, uh, and really get amongst the plan uh, and really try and figure out. Because I'm telling you that, you know, uh, you know, your resistance builds muscle mass. So when you're working hard, you know that, you know, if it drives you to, to breaking point, you know that's when you're really, you know, putting together um, – some muscle mass and we would hope that obviously it doesn't break you that's not what we want at all um, but we want to make sure that we are not giving up too early either so somewhere in the middle there folks is where we want you to to end up so um, today just a real quick one uh, on the weekend uh, fortunate enough to have one of my business partners across this side of the Pacific and um, he met with our franchise group and a few of our you know support network and things like that so that was awesome um, we got amongst some, some business or a business meeting and then we had a bit of a social, uh, 
you know, on the Saturday night as well. So that was cool. And, um, and uh, you know, I was sitting there on the Saturday lunchtime with, with one of my guys from out of town, one of my franchise general contractors. And it was interesting because, you know, I'm always got my head in the game. I'm always, you know, I, I, I don't really switch off. If I can look around and, you know, find something to do with business and how it might, you know, I'm always observing. I think two eyes, um, I'm always looking to steal with my eyes. Uh, I want to make sure that if I can improve my business off the back of somebody else's expertise, I'll absolutely do that. Um, and I was sitting there chatting with Joey, good dude. And, uh, and I was, you know, we were in a, we were in a uh, little restaurant called Wings and, uh, you know, that turns out to be a franchise brand as well. <coughs> and, uh, excuse me. And, and so, uh, I said to, I said to Joey, I said, mate, look at this, look at this restaurant. Now, just to give you some context, I walk into restaurants, I walk into pizza joints, I walk into our good old Tim Hortons here in Canada. Um, I walk into A and W's. Um, you know, even even Earls, which is another bar. Like any anywhere that's got systems, it really does intrigue me. And I know that might sound weird, but what the reason I do that is I think there is a building humans, a system, a product, and advertising that keeps that business profitable. Because if it wasn't profitable, it wouldn't be there. So that business model, I I admire because for the most part, they are franchises, ironically enough, and they are terribly systemized and very well controlled and have some very well-determined metrics. And of course, you know how I feel about metrics. And uh, I was just sitting there having a joke and, you know, I think we were one or two beers in, getting pretty happy. And, uh, and I said to Joey, I said, mate, Look at this business, you know, the, the, the restaurant is clean and tidy, the staff are buzzing around, keeping customers happy, the barman's over there messing with the music, he kept switching the music over halfway through songs, which as a musician that annoys the shit out of me, um, you know, but he's pulling beers and, you know, serving drinks, doing what he does. And then the server that actually met us at the front door and, and ushered us or brought us into our seat, um, you know, the next time she'd come past and I think we were ready for another drink or something, and I just said... I said to Joey, I said, I wonder where the owner of this business would be right now. This is the franchise. Where would this owner be? And so this uh, server came up and I just, um, do you mind if I ask you a question? She said, no, no problem. She, I said, where is the owner of this Wings franchise? And she paused and looked at me a little bit odd and she said, serving you drinks. And it, it actually, I was taken back because I fully didn't expect that at all. I kind of just thought, well, she's another worker. And so, uh, you know, big shout out to Katie down at Wings in Vernon. But, um, and, and so that then opened up Pandora's box because I was talking to Joey about metrics and we're talking about him developing a business and, you know, trying to punch through the $2.5 million mark and talking about how we've got to make sure that all of these key metrics are that are managed and identified when they're falling behind or where we're spending too much, or where we're not converting sales at the right level. And I, I just, just out of interest, once I knew I had the owner, boy, locked and load. And I just said to her, I said, what, what are the top three key metrics that you, you know, that you, uh, that you look at? And she said, well, the food cost percentage of, of the total. So we look at, you know, the same thing. It's like our gross profit should be around about the 30% mark. And she was saying, well, my food and beverage costs including labor, cannot exceed 30% of the sale price. So 
so I think my point is, you know, what I'm what I would ask you to do because I've not got a lot of dot points. I'm literally got no notes. Like I'm just I've given this some thought. Obviously, I had an experience on the weekend that was that was pretty cool. And what I'm what I'm gonna just encourage you to do is next time you walk into a restaurant, I talk. You've you've heard me talk your frigging ear off about systems. Now we are very hands on. Show me and I'll do it. Like. This whole reading textbooks deal doesn't mesh with us trades, people, builders, general contractors as much. It's not impossible, but just not as much. <clears throat> so when <clears throat> so when we can go out and observe how it's done, that actually resonates with us blue-collar types, I think, more sometimes than actually just someone giving us a bloody textbook. And so I know that's that's why I do it. That's why I'm talking about it. It intrigues me. It actually inspires me as well. So I want to inspire you today to start to look around at particularly franchises because those are the businesses that really double down on always constantly improving their systems. Smith & Sons is no better or worse. It's always looking constant improvement is the name of the game. And so, you know, um, it was interesting because this, this gal that owned this Wings franchise, she actually owns a couple of other non-franchised uh, restaurants as well. And so she has 200 staff. Now, look, there, guys, you know, I, I just think when we say we, now, look, we've got a lot of things to worry about and so does, so does, so does restaurateurs or hospitality oriented franchise uh, operators. But at the end of the day, we, we've all got to just figure out how to, um, you know, we've got to figure out how to navigate through the challenges in our business, you know, in our business world. Um, and so if we don't and we just now go, oh, well, it's, it's obviously the market or there's a problem there, there's a problem there and it's out of my control, then you're stuck. You're never going to get altitude. So I think when, when I, I need you to fall in love with the concept of systemization. I'm not saying you need to go out and develop 100 SOPs like right now. What I'm saying is go into a restaurant or go into a, a takeaway and watch how the system works. One movie that I love that I've watched probably a dozen times is called The Founder. Um, and it's got I've uh, Keaton, what's his name? Doggone it. Yeah, Michael Keaton. And uh, he, he plays Ray Kroc, who was the founder in 1954 of McDonald's. Uh, he kind of stole it off the McDonald's brothers, maybe, although he did pay him $2.7 <clears throat> and, um And, you know, he, got, he fell in love with the name and the system. So for you as builders and general contractors, you know, really what we've got to do is not just go, oh, yeah, I need a system. We'll get that sorted later. No, no. One of the first things that we talk about in, in the business coaching world is the strategic plan and the organizational plan. So the org chart, okay? And so around that, actually, within that is the system. Now, quickly to digress, really quick, and I'll wrap up with this. This is how quick this little episode is going to be. Um, the other... The other Uh, Other end of the scale is most of the dealerships that you buy brand new motor cars from are franchises as well. And, uh, you know, they also have a very similar, uh, they would have similar challenges. You know, they're a brand, so they've doubled down. They've been around for many years. And yet us builders, we want to achieve it all in first 12, 18 months because like, oh, we're desperate because we've got no money. Like we've, we've got to take a long view at business development. And it, it doesn't, you know, we can't grow any faster than our, our body and our mind will allow us to. The development process is what it is. Now, you can maximize that 
but you can't fast forward that. That is what it is. You know, your ability to learn, my ability to learn, it comes at different rates. You'll get inspired by different things. You will comprehend things. You'll have those epiphany, those aha moments, those epiphanies, and you'll start to realize. And over time, you'll actually, you won't know it. I've got six kids. You don't wake up and go, oh, wow, now they're six foot. Like, you actually didn't notice it. You kind of did. Again, bigger, 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 and then bang. Like, yeah, wow. They're, they're like, you know, human humans, big humans, real humans. And so, you know, I think for us as, as individuals, if we look at, you know, what we're trying to do in the business sector with our general contracting company, we need to be patient. We need to understand that growth takes time. And in the, in the comparison with the car manufacturer, look how long, you know, what it was when Henry Ford started to build cars. And you look, go into a Ford dealership now and you think, boy, it's pretty slick. You know, it's pretty professional. Well, look how long it's been going. Now, basic fundamentals back in the day were adhered to and was executed well. And that laid a great foundation to be able to build the business year on year on year and make the, uh, provide or, or, or bring on or be innovative um, around how to, you know, the product, which is the motor car, the pickup truck, whatever. Um, but then all of the things that goes along with it, having the manufacturing, um, having the production line sorted out, having the frontline sales, having the after sales. What about the transport from, you know, the Kansas City, um, Kansas City manufacturing plant to my local Ford uh, dealer? <clears throat> there's, very, there's a lot of similarities between what we do as GCs and builders and most other businesses. We are not Robinson Crusoe. So, you know, I think I just need you to start thinking about, okay, have, have a think about as it relates to your delivery system, your product and your brand. What do you need to do better? And if you don't know and you're not happy with your revenue target, then that's, that's probably where you need a third party to come in and go, hey, what about this? And so, you know, if that was, if I was fortunate to be that guy, I'd be talking, well, okay, what are you spending on marketing? How many leads are you getting? Um, what do your systems look like? How many SOPs have you got drawn up? Um, you know, all those important things that really surround your business to project confidence and your delivery is top shelf and your client experience is very white glove. So, you know, if you can think about the way restaurants do it, if you think about the way car dealerships do it that are providing new cars to their dealerships and understand that there is a massive infrastructure that has been built up over time, then you might find yourself being a little more patient, a little more forgiving of yourself. And, and then if you are forgiving and patient, you maybe in five years, you could have that $5 million business. So um, don't forget, like and subscribe. Shoot me an email, max at elitebusinessadvisory.com. Don't forget to get across to the Business for Builders uh, VIP. Hit the join button, answer the questions. If you're a good sort, I'll let you in. And um, yeah, we, uh, this is the second to last episode of 2023. I hope it's been a great year for you, but uh, we got one more to come. And um, yeah, let's, uh, let's keep building that kick-ass business. See you in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.